The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Anyways, regarding our uh, jersey pull, Bruno says, uh, hey, Rod and crew, Winnipeg all the way. I can't. What am I What am I missing here? Look, I love I love me some double blue. That's almost Argos blue there. But it ain't the, Winni- it ain't the L.A. Kings. Well, we're surprised. Yes, Clark and I both surprised Winnipeg got this far. Out of all the jerseys. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is episode number 940. If you can believe, where's the time gone? Have your favorite daytime sports talk show here on Game Plus. And WQEE, a lot of football in hour one, a lot of NFL and CFL. We had Dan Rashevich with us, which we we can say, former Los Angeles Raider linebacker, 16 seasons in the Canadian Football League and Montreal Alouettes quarterback, Cody Fajardo is with us. We're switching gears here in hour two. We're going to look ahead to tonight's NHL games and talk about a variety of other things. We welcome to the program our director of officiating, Taylor Shire, global television alum, a man who can do many things. Taylor, welcome back to the RP Show. How are you? Good, Roddy. I think, uh, I don't know, what what number are you at now? 940. 940. I think I was like early double digits, maybe my, in the, my first time. In the so double maybe digits. even the single, early, not early single digits, but late single digits into the early double digits. So. He goes back a long ways yeah. on the program. And uh, so the, the longtime viewers will know, but maybe we need to reintroduce you. You know we have our director of scouting, Craig Smith. He's a regular. We haven't had you as regularly, but he's our director of officiating. You handle all officiating-related hockey questions. That's right. You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't know if other people are, but... You uh, look like I'll a referee, it. and I don't know if that's a compliment. Is that a good thing? Or... I've been called Has worse. anybody ever told you that? I've been called worse. But he's a TV guy, too. <laughs> but your, your officiating certification, I asked him if he still had it, and you do. You said you're still doing games? Yeah, I've been busy, the, busy this season, still working lots of games in the senior hockey circuit. Yeah, but you've been doing a lot of, you have done a lot of junior yeah. games. Yeah, I've done a lot of junior over the years. Uh, you know, anything from AAA to the U sports stuff uh, and, and everything else in between. So it's been fun. Okay, so now you know who he is if you didn't know before. Now we're going to continue the same fun things. We were talking about Patrick Mahomes chugging a beer last hour and is he a bad role model? Obviously not. And people that are upset at him for doing that at a parade need to get a life. We're talking about the carousel of players mainly in sports but specifically this week in the cfl with free agency going on and fans grumbling they can't buy a jersey anymore because it'll be obsolete that dovetailed into a discussion of what do you have a jersey that means a lot to you i'll put that to you you know what Uh, it's fitting i actually have an andy van helmond stop nhl referee jersey in a shadow box uh signed in my man cave in my basement so hell yes um, what's the story it was actually gifted from my dad uh, when when they moved out of their house. Uh, he gifted me this jersey, and I don't know where he originally got it, but um, I think it was a gift to him once upon a time. So I'm probably one of the only, well, I'd say few people in uh, in Saskatchewan, maybe even in Canada, that have a signed NHL jersey. That That isn't like a... Uh, family of Vandy or, or somebody else. So, well, I think... Uh, yeah, I have a referee's jersey signed in my basement. There are probably more referee jerseys out there than you think, but not yeah. too many Van Helleman jerseys. Yeah. So that is... Was your dad a ref? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what got me into it, so... Okay, well... From Argo Fluffy watching in Toronto says, I have jerseys with my own names on it, no matter the sport. Of course, I always lob the questions at other people. I never really answer them myself. I've got a Troy Aikman 8... 
Cowboys jersey, a Tony Romo 9 Cowboys jersey. I've got a 99 Gretzky orange jersey, which order fans have bitched at me about that it's not era-specific. I get a life. I have a Stu Ford Riders jersey. Pid! Number 22. Um, and that was at a time where I was like, okay, you know, who should I get? I was a, a young fan. I think I was still in high school, uni university. Um, but I wanted someone that would be around. And I was like, well, local kid, you know, good dude. So I got a Stu Ford good jersey. Good for you. Not many had that, right? Because, you you know, in, in the next year, whoever I would have got probably would have moved on. So and Stu stayed around for at least a few years. Jeff Kibilis in Winnipeg tuning in says, people upset that Patrick Mahomes was chugging beer. Those folks are outside shaking their fists at every <laughs> cloud that passes. Yeah, I, I now am upset that I spent as much time on it already as I have. But I will ask our audience, please, particularly those in Georgia, I'd like to know what they're saying down there on WQEE. Send us a note, 902-518-3033. What is your all-time jersey? Craig Campbell has checked in <laughs> from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Craig's watching. He says, the Hockey Hall of Fame has a few hockey sweaters. Listen. A few. Taylor, I have the Regina Pats Outdoor Classic jersey, which was not easy to get. Yeah. And I have a Moose Jaw Warriors, the old stylized native headdress mm -hmm. jersey, because that was going to become obsolete. Craig asked me for them. He's like, would you consider donating those to the Hockey Hall of Fame? I was... <clears throat> How about no? <laughs> How about no? I, I love... I love... I paid a... A lot of money yeah, for these jerseys. Would you part with your Andy Van Helleman jersey? For the right price, but probably not. <laughs> these no, Everything I'm, has a price. But, these jerseys uh, mean a lot no, to us. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do this. I don't have my Bet Regal rowboat right now, but let's get serious about uh, the great sport of hockey. My NHL top five, bottom five. I may do it again later, but we're going to do it right now. For our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. We do it every week my top five bottom five teams in the national hockey league and here we go number one if you're ready it's the boston bruins it's undebatable by far number one they probably stanley cup bound number two if you can believe the toronto maple leafs they had a very good practice right last on. night against the chicago blackhawks number three the winnipeg jets before you argue i gotta make in the final four in the stanley cup playoffs conference final the winnipeg jets number four the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team. They're playing a heavy game just in time, rounding into form. And number five, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're actually number two overall with 78 points, and number 78 points is 78 points. So number five, Carolina. Now the bottom five teams, just as fun. 28th in my rankings, the San Jose Sharks. They are hanging on for now, but the Eric Carlson trade, probably the biggest in franchise history. 29th team in the NHL is the Vancouver Canucks. Losers of three in a row. Need I say more? 29th team in the NHL, sorry, the 30th team is the Anaheim Ducks. Losers of three in a row. Need I say more? The 31st team is the Chicago Blackhawks. They look like they're not even trying. And the worst team in the NHL is number 32, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They aren't even trying. <laughs> they don't care. There's your top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League. Please discuss amongst yourselves. Now, as our ordained hockey official here, Taylor, you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. Are you offended that Montreal did not make my bottom five? Yeah, maybe they should be. Uh, maybe the fifth team on there, but I would have to agree with all of your bottom five. Uh, I mean, Arizona could slide in there um but the top five i think i have a few debates on that i think dallas um and edmonton should probably be higher wow well i had edmonton last week okay but dallas i think based on their playoff experience the last couple of years they're going to make some noise uh in the playoffs especially if they get good goaltending again i think they're just a deep team um and edmonton if they can get goaltending they're going to build on that playoff experience uh similar to dallas and, and i think they'll make a run out of the west this year which is the west is kind of wide open the east it's going to go through Boston. I think we know that. I think Boston could take up the top five spots um, yeah. all to themselves. They're sort of tier one, and then everybody else is in kind of tier two, like the Carolinas and the Torontos um, in the east. And then the west, I think, you know, like I said, it's wide open. I think there's, what, ten points that separates the first, what, eight or nine spots? Yes. It's close. Anyway, so it's kind of anyone's, but I still think Dallas is the team that's going to 
come out on top in the West. Uh, so they would be my betting favorite right now. I invite the audience to continue with their comments on um, their all-time favorite jerseys and what they have and what their prized possessions are. Continue that. We're, but we're going to roll here with the uh, NHL talk. And with this trade deadline coming up uh, in March, it's impossible to predict. I want to go back, and I, I didn't have the time this morning to do it, but look at last year's trade deadline and what it meant. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To teams. Like, yeah. Well, you can't predict who's going to make a splash. If it ends up being Eric Carlson to Edmonton, do you think this is just fake news or do you think it could actually happen? Edmonton's going to do something. I think their window is closing and they, they know they need a, a defenseman, an elite defenseman that can kind of overhaul the, the defense. So, um, whether it's Carlson, whether it's they can offer the right price for him, um, I think there's there's obviously, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire, right? Is that the, the classic saying? So you know, something's going to happen, whether it's Carlson or not. Um, I'm sure it's being discussed. You know, what's fun about this top five, bottom five, and we do it every week, is that it does change. And I had Edmonton in the top five last week. Um, we don't really know who's going to come out of it. I mean, and again, Colorado, Tampa made it last year. Some people had them predicted from the jump were they your stanley cup favorites last year do you recall yeah i think they were everybody's it was sort of uh almost easy not easy to predict but they were the clear two favorites i believe uh, earlier on the year i don't remember who i had um, mm-hmm. I, probably, I probably had montreal but well i just my point is colorado won it do you remember making them making some huge splash at the trade deadline? You know what I mean? They it's, picked up Arturi Lekkinen from the Habs, and that was you know one of the best free agent or uh, trade deadline acquisitions because he was this sort of middle six forward that could kind of play up in the top six or play down on the bottom six and kind of do everything for them. And I think he was a kind of an undervalued performer for them in the playoffs. Uh, Jen checking in from the Four Seasons. She says Eric Carlson is too expensive for a guy that's on the downside of his career. Sorry. Rich in Edmonton says the Carlson numbers don't work for the Caps. San Jose would never agree to retain retain $4 million. Obviously, you weren't watching the other day when Craig Button was on here Mm -hmm. and said very easily, this is what you do. Tyson Berry, Jesse Polarvi, beep to San Jose, have their, I think his figure was $3.5 million, and then throw in the draft picks that San Jose will covet. Now, I see people are loving the discussion here because we are a hockey first country. Do you believe, as I stated, that the Eric Carlson trade will be the biggest in San Jose Sharks history? I can't think any other bigger. Uh, in terms of importance, I don't mean numbers of for players. For San Jose? Yeah. Or, or just the, the biggest noise? For them. For San Jose, this will set, should set them up. Should set them up. Did Joe Thornton get traded? Yeah, we'll have to go to the big board. What did he sign? Maybe it's because uh, they're uh, San Jose and they're so far away. I'm not, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of a trade involving anybody with the San Jose Sharks that would have this importance for them. And by the way, Jen, when you say that he's on the downside of his career, Perhaps, but I go back to that Craig Button interview. He feels that Eric Carlson's been the second best player in the National Hockey League this year to Connor McDavid. And it, He's had a hell of a year. Yeah, he doesn't need to be on the upside of his career to make an impact in the next year or two, right? Maybe that's all it is. You know, the, the window's open right now for Edmonton, and it's closing quickly. They don't need Eric Carlson for the next 10 years. They need him for the next two, three, if that, you know, one. Right, he can be he can be a rental, and and if he's having his best season uh, in recent memory, then he's going to be a pretty good rental for them to make noise in the playoffs. We're based for a good chunk of the year in Western Canada, so we talk a lot about Western Canadian teams, of course. But your team is the Montreal Canadiens, Blue Blanc Rouge, and we have a lot of viewers in Eastern Canada, even into the Maritimes. Huge Habs fans out there. Where are you on what's going on in Montreal? I'm dying to know. It's frustrating because they're just sort of treading water. They're not sinking. They're not swimming. They're just kind of right in the middle. So it's, I would like them for, for them to be in the Bedard sweepstakes tanking um, because they're not going to make the playoffs. So at what point do you just kind of throw in the towel? And I mean, the players, you know, nobody's going to want to lose and nobody can actually tank nowadays. I mean, unless you're Columbus, but... Um, other than that, I think Montreal, uh, I, I think they'll still get a top 
say, five or six pick. Um, when the draft rolls around, I don't think it'll be Bedard, but they'll still get a top six pick, and, and that'll you know add another prospect to their already talented pool. I think uh, they have a really good, solid, young core right now. Caden Gooley, Nick Suzuki, um, you know, Caulfield, and they'll have to re-sign him, and, and that'll cost a few bucks. But, you know, they have a lot of young, good young defensemen. They still need to figure out their goaltending situation. What is Carey Price going to do? You know, is Jake Allen going to, you know, become sort of that number one goalie? That Or are they going to trade him out, right? Um, there's a lot of different options. But I still think in three years with Gooley, Suzuki, Caulfield, even Gallagher will still be there um, if they keep Josh Anderson, guys like that. They're going to be a, back in the playoffs. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be, I'll say, top five, uh, a top five team in the East uh, in three to five years. So you're happy with where they yeah, are? Yeah, I'm optimistic yeah. that yeah. They're, they're trending up now. It's, they're not necessarily rebuilding. They're just uh, developing right now. Uh, and I think good things will come in the next couple of years. Uh, so from our viewers, this is uh, a lot of fun from the audience. Daryl in Edmonton says, imagine last night's three-on-three overtime. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Carlson. It's not a bad three to throw over the boards. From Kirk, Patrick Kane to the Oilers is a good consultation prize. Consolation prize. If they can't get Carlson. From Corey, he says the Chicago Blackhawks are, are already selling Bedard jerseys. <laughs> LOL. We'll talk about the Bedard phenomenon, more hockey with our director of officiating, Taylor Shire. And any officiating-related questions, today's the day to get them out. And what's your most prized jersey in your closet, too, by the way? I, I find that uh, a fun discussion to have. We'll be right back. We're live from Ballers Rec Room. We're on Game Plus Television, your favorite podcast platform, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi. Oh, Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. It's the RP Show. We're live from Ballers Rec Room. Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. It is awesome. Batting cages, simulators, the whole thing. Right in the heart of the duty strip. By the way, before we bring Taylor Shire back in, the poll question today. I should have made way more of this than I have. It's the Stanley Cup final of our... Jersey bracket, our retro reverse jersey bracket. It's brought to you by Capital Auto Mall. They have dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California and Universal Collision Center. Here it is, boys. They've got it. Representing the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Kings. Representing the NHL's Eastern Conference, the Buffalo Sabres. And I have not looked. Of course, I would just think about it now. What do we have on YouTube, Clark? Who is leading this thing? I'm... 65% for the Los Angeles Kings. How about I'm just that? rot with anxiety because I love that Kings jersey so much and I'm, they're coming. Maybe I've been selling it to the voters and audience. I don't know. On Twitter, 64% say the LA Kings. They may win this whole blinking thing. The Los Angeles Kings over the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, our director of officiating, Taylor Shire, good enough to come down and join us today. And as always, it's going real fast. Do you have a vote on that? 
For sure, the Kings. Uh, I would like to see the full attire, the full ensemble <laughs> with the pant shells and the socks and even the helmets, uh, you know, whether it's the shiny purple helmet or the, the sort of matte purple, I think uh, my vote would go Your to Your vote's the Kings. Yeah. Now, how are you on the Montreal Canadiens retro reverse this year? They're fine. They're okay. I still think the classic uh, retro jersey with the white and the blue stripes, they wore those for the, the Winter Classic uh, quite a few years ago when they unveiled them. That's still the best retro jersey in my opinion. But Did uh, they ever have, uh, did they win? Somebody wrote in here earlier now, did they win in those baby blues this year? Because they, no they were pitching a shutout, <laughs> a no-hitter against themselves, the Montreal right. Canadiens. Yeah, that, earlier in the year they were oh for something. Yeah, it was. I don't believe they have. No. Regarding the your best jersey in your closet or your most prized possession wilf in steinbach manitoba writes and he's watching on game plus tv the 902 line and he says hi rod i have a number 23 on the front number 34 on the back of my rider jersey no explanation needed that's regarding the little general and the g unit i don't think i've ever seen that no me either of, of a football jersey with with both huh Here's one. I was writing this in my weekend column. There's a disturbing trend in Florida with the hockey. Kids are coming to the Panthers games with their jerseys on backwards. And not just Panthers fans. It was the night against Boston that I really noticed it. There was Marshawn jerseys backwards and uh, Pasternak and obviously Barkov, Kachuk. I have a major problem with that. What's the reasoning? Put your jersey right. Like my dad saying, don't wear your hat back. What's their reasoning yeah. or my reasoning? Theirs. They want to show who they're repping. Oh, really? You think that's as silly as yeah. I do? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, it's almost like they just don't. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bradley is watching in Comox, B.C. on Game Plus TV. And he says, I have a game-worn Moose Jaw Warriors Kelly Buckberger jersey. Not autographed yet. Oh, man, we got to get that thing autographed. Mm. I don't think Bucky's with Tri-City anymore, but he was coaching the Tri-City Americans. On their way through Victoria, we could have hooked that thing up. But I will say this, one wonderful thing about where we are, and you wouldn't appreciate this, Taylor, because I didn't until I left. I got friends in Florida that say, you're so lucky in Saskatchewan, you can watch hockey every single night. And I'm like, well, yeah. So? <laughs> Right? That's what I'll say. So? Yeah. Yeah. But they're yes. like, we don't have major, junior, junior A, junior B, you know, university college, yeah. top flight hockey. Yep. They, they don't. We just take it for granted. And the reason I bring that up, I was at a game in Esteban on Friday night, and there was a Buckburger playing. There was a Bedard playing. There was a Getzlaff playing. And, of course, we're buzzing around. The, Are they related? Are they related? You know, I don't know what it is, but it's, it is a wonderful thing. It's a hockey buffet uh really all across canada but specifically here um do you have a take on this our director of scouting what well, uh, craig smith says what do the winnipeg jets need here at the trade deadline i don't have a what, what, what are they going to get that's going to put them over the top ahead of the dallas stars yeah i don't know do you have a Answer no, I, and I don't know what what uh, pro draft picks and what their prospect pool looks like. Uh, what they have, if they have enough to give up to make a splash without trading away, you know, a key forward, which you don't want to do if you want to make a run or a key defenseman. Um, what what is their prospect pool? Or how many draft picks do they have coming up? So I I can't really offer any opinion on that unless uh, well, unless yeah, I prospect pool. By the way, Jenna watching in Southern California writes in, "Let's go Buffalo." <laughs> I give her credit, man. I chastised her. Started watching this show, and she cheers for the Buffalo Sabres and the Ottawa Red Blacks the last couple of years. I'm like, you are a sucker for punishment. <laughs> and look at well, look what Buffalo's doing, man. Tage Thompson scored his 36 last night. That guy's from Phoenix. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. He's unbelievable. He's a he's such a unique player with his size and his hands. It's yeah, it's something to see. A freak. And yeah. it's unfortunate that he was injured for NHL All-Star Week because I was looking forward to watching him and by chance meeting him, and, uh, and he wasn't even there. But speaking of great players, there was a comment come in here from Nick earlier, and I'll see if I can find it. But Nick said, great show, Rod. Here it is. Nick says, great interviews, Rod, especially Cody Fajardo, class act. Please get the greatest talent to hit the WHL ever on the show, 
Connor Bedard. Well, we've had him multiple times. Clark knows because Clark does that beginning when Connor was 14 years of age. Taylor's been working in the media here. He's been working in the agency world, hockey agents. This Connor Bedard thing, can you explain to people the hysteria? Because it's outright hysteria. I think I'm actually surprised kind of how long it, it took for people to, in Regina anyway, to sort of catch the hype, I guess. Um, at the start of the year, the, the Brown Center wasn't really even selling out. Um, but then when Bedard started going on the road, he was selling out uh, rinks all across Western Canada, uh, especially back in BC. And then after the World Juniors, I think it's just, it's went from like hype to like full-blown hysteria. ridiculous, Ridiculous hysteria. Every rink is selling out that he plays in and everyone's trying to get a glimpse of uh, just essentially watching him, right? It's, you know, you're not going to watch the Pats and the Warriors on a Saturday. You're going to watch Bedard. Um, and that's what it's going to be for the next few couple of months, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And yeah, being in the media when he was granted exceptional stat, exceptional status and when he was drafted by the Pats, I think uh, there was a lot of hype and, you know, we really didn't know what was going to happen. But then when the season got canceled, they went into the bubble. I think it sort of completely burst the bubble on a lot of the plans that the Pats had to unveil him and you could have no fans. And he was absolutely dominant in the bubble in his first season as a 15-year-old. But playing against the same teams every night with no fans, it was just sort of, I felt like it just kind of like, was a, a letdown and a, and a disappointment, although he was still, you know, better than most 19- and 20-year-olds in the in that entire book. Well, I don't necessarily blame the Pats themselves. It's nobody's fault for that. You're right? not blaming no, them. No, 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 no not at all. No, it's nobody's fault for that. Um, no, they've, they've marketed him fine and everything. Um, it's just the way people are. You it's just the way know. people are, yeah. COVID screwed up a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And uh, but and that thing, was one of them for sure. The other day I was speaking to a corporate event, 300 managers from Viterra, a multinational grain marketing company. You're familiar with them. And some question from the crowd said, Rod, are you wishing that you were calling Bedard's games? And I said, I did in the bubble. When you say they couldn't allow fans in, they couldn't. But I had the good fortune of broadcasting every single game all games on regional television people were watching then why it took them so long to come out and it's you made a good point here they were selling out the pats on the road in alberta and bc before they were here explain that one you can't explain it but i was begging people last fall saying come out and watch cody fajardo and connor bedard actually it was in august now that i think about it bedard was playing with team canada and the riders were in Edmonton with Cody Fajardo. I'm like, we have two superstars right under our nose. Wake up! <laughs> and for whatever reason, I don't, like you dealt with Cody Fajardo too yep. on a daily basis. Yep. Explain to people what that was like. He was great to deal with, um, of course. And I think uh, I think how everything was handled. I'm sort of disappointed uh, being a fan now. I'm kind of out of the media, um, so I'm back to being a Ryder fan. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Fajardo fan no matter what, and I think how that situation was handled uh, is disappointing because he was the face of the franchise, and a lot of the blame from last year got put on him, and I don't think that was deserving. He didn't have an offensive line, and he was hurt, right? Give him time to rest. That hurt knee. Give him a better offensive line. That season's going to be totally different. It's going to be back to 2019. They had everything, most of the other pieces in place. If they, you know, aside from the offensive line, so I am disappointed how that handled uh, or how that got handled, because I think he's a, he was a guy that would have stayed his entire career here. Probably would have put roots down after and, and sort of developed uh, into a you know one of the most recognizable alumni and, and one of the most involved alumni. But um, yeah. Like I said, how it got handled, just I, I think it's disappointing for everybody. You know, we were close to Bedard-level hysteria with Fajardo. You were around. Yep. Like with Dan Rashevich sat here an hour ago, and we were like, that was fast. <laughs> Fall from grace, right? Step back for a second. You mentioned you're not in the media anymore. How much are you enjoying the freedom of being able to say what you think? It's, qu it's quite nice. Um, yes. Yeah, just to sort of not have a... Not that I, in my old role, needed to have... Uh, you know, I didn't need to hold back at all necessarily, but uh, it is nice to just to be a fan again, um, to be able to go to a game and cheer 
not sit in the press box necessarily. Uh, been to quite a few Pats games this year and just sitting with a beer and popcorn down in the stands, uh, whether it's with my kids or taking my nephews uh, to the games. It's just been fun to sort of bring back to my roots because when you when you become a sports caster you hand in your fan card you say here i'm not a fan anymore. you have to here's my here's my fan card you can't cheer you don't you don't wear the jerseys to games you don't you know, stand up and cheer it so it's I, and i did that for 10 years and and so i really wasn't a sports fan for 10 years uh so yeah it's this last year and a bit it's been nice to to get that back and to sort of have that passion of, of just being a sports fan again yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I can tell that you're enjoying it. From our director of scouting, Craig Smith, he says, I was surprised the Pats didn't sell out before to see Bedard. It is what it is. That was then. This is now. And they are selling out. And as I said, for those that just tuned in, you are an ordained hockey official. And we have a lot of hockey viewers watching all across Canada. Your assessment, please, of Connor Bedard as a player. I don't think I have anything that I can say that hasn't already been said about him. Um, he's extraordinary, exceptional, exceptional uh, just probably a generational talent. I don't think we will ever see a better junior hockey player in my lifetime that will come through these parts. And, and not just on Regina, but th through the Western Hockey League. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think another player will live up to his, his standard of play uh, in my lifetime anyway, unless something crazy happens and with the way kids are training nowadays maybe that's true but um, I just can't see it so I'll go backwards and say I haven't seen a player close to his how good he well, is and at his age you've been around at his age too right you have to remember that 17 yeah you've been around you've interviewed him that kind of thing because when he was 15 and I was saying the next Sidney Crosby the next Connor McDavid people are going don't don't put too much pressure on him I'm like he can handle it I've seen it yeah do he, you think he will be that? Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to be. I, I don't necessarily know he, if he's going to be McDavid, um, but I still think he's going to be, say, a top five NHL scorer within five years. Uh, I still think he'll put 50 goals up in by year four or five, uh, given the right opportunity, playing with the right line mates in the right situation. Um, and I think whoever drafts him will have to make sure that he's supported in that way. Uh, I think Bedard has a really good family, agent, support system situation around him where he's supported by a lot of really good people. He's got a really good head on his shoulders. I don't think I've ever met a 15-year-old hmm. way back when that is, you know, that composed, that mature, given the situation and under the understanding of the situation um and i think he puts a lot of pressure on himself so we can put pressure on him to you know oh is he going to live up to this but i think ultimately he also puts that pressure on himself to to keep putting in the work and, and keep showing up every day when no one's watching to put in that work to get to that next level so uh, i think he's well on his way and i think uh, he's going to be a generational nhl player um when he does finally make it a viewer wrote in here earlier and asked who Connor bedard's agent is if i'm not mistaken jerry johansson sports corp is it not uh with the don Meehan. was don Meehan's group yeah, don Meehan's group okay um, well there you go he was anyway I, I shouldn't i don't imagine he's changed but okay uh, Donnie Meehan. Donnie Meehan, yeah. There you go. Uh, Taylor, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been fun. Appreciate Rod. you coming down. Thanks for having me. Anytime. You never know. We might ask again. Thank you. Of course. Our director of officiating, Taylor Shire. Has Josh logged in, Clark? He's just settling in. Okay, we'll take a timeout and be right back with the voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Josh gets off after this. You're watching the RP Show live on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE, the key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi. Oh, Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
Yeah, it is the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus TV, as you know, WQEE. And uh, this hour has morphed into a lot of hockey talk, which people have been loving. What do we got? Three, six, eight games in the National Hockey League tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins are not playing, but they're coming off a West Coast road trip. And uh, Josh Getzoff is the voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He returns to the RP Show today on probably an off day for the team, but not for him. Josh, welcome Man, appreciate the time. How was that Western roadie for you guys? Uh, it was a mixed bag, Rod, and that's probably the best way to describe this Penguin season so far. They've been uh, to a man, and everyone's admitted it, really inconsistent. And that was probably not on display any more so than the first two games of that road trip, the back-to-back uh, in Southern California where you really have a strong performance you know, opponent aside, I know Anaheim's at the bottom of the league, but everything the Penguins did in that game is a lot of the stuff that Mike Sullivan's been harping on wanting to see more from uh, when it came to his team on a nightly basis. Casey DeSmith was awesome, and they beat the Ducks pretty soundly, 6-3. to three. It probably mm-hmm. could have been worse, honestly, if not for John Gibson that night. And then you go in the next night to Los Angeles, obviously a much better opponent, uh, but a test for the Penguins to see if they could replicate that performance the night before. And you just get throttled six to nothing. Um, so I think that that's kind of how this season has gone. It's been, you know, every night has been a little unpredictable as far as which Penguins team you're going to get. But they've stayed in the mix. They were able to salvage it uh, on the heels of another great Casey DeSmith performance in San Jose on uh, Tuesday night. And we'll see if they can uh, find a way to some more points in a showdown here tomorrow against the Islanders. Well, that's a huge one, and I'm wondering, I I hesitate, as a play-by-play guy here for 20 seasons in hockey and football, I know it's a tough question to answer what your team's going to do with the trade deadline, because we don't know. Yet, you know, the Islanders go and get Bo Horvat. It's been mixed results since they have, but do the Penguins need something to sort of catapult them into the playoffs in, in your mind, or are they happy with what they have? I I think they absolutely need something, Rod. And, I mean, you look around the Metro Division, the Rangers get Tarasenko, the Islanders get Horvat. I don't think it's uh, too long before the New Jersey Devils make a move. You know the Carolina Hurricanes are going to do something now with Max Pacioretty on long-term engine reserve again. They have that cap space to work with. Um, So I think the Penguins have to do something. And if they don't, they're going to potentially pay a pretty – uh, disastrous price uh, in the sense of maybe not making the postseason for the first time in 16 years. So uh, they're right on the verge of it, as we know. I think that there's a couple question marks as it pertains to how they would approach the trade deadline, um, namely Tristan Jari. Uh, I can tell you today the team did practice in Pittsburgh today, and Tristan did not practice. He hasn't played for almost three weeks now. Uh, in my mind, all due respect to Sidney Crosby and the season he's having, Tristan Jari is the Penguins' MVP, and I think that's been proven with him out of the lineup. There's something like 16-5-5 when he plays, uh, and their record's a lot more lopsided when he doesn't. And in this showdown coming up against the Islanders, it's still up in the air whether or not he's going to be available. Uh, Then you play the Devils right back in Pittsburgh on Saturday night. So uh, I think that there's a a big question mark as it pertains to the goaltending for the Penguins. And if Tristan Jari is not healthy and not able to play, To me, that dramatically alters the team going down the stretch run here because then all of a sudden it's, do you want to look at the goaltending market as opposed to maybe, did you want to add another defenseman? Did you want to add some depth scoring? It makes things a little more complicated for Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. And uh, I think that because of that, you know, eight games till the deadline, Tristan Jari's status is paramount as far as what the Penguins do next. Great answer. And isn't it interesting, by the way, the Penguins are a good team. You talk about the up and down. The hockey people that I'm are, are that I'm around are like they almost beat the Rangers last year, a team that went to the conference final. And then you go into the off season, you don't know if, if Jenny Malkin's going to resign or not, and then he does. It seems like there's like anxiety medication must be uh, flying off the shelves in Pittsburgh, right? Because it's like nobody's ever calm there. <laughs> Yeah, they love to ride the wave of emotion, Rod. I don't think there's any question about that. And you're right. I mean, I, I let, let's be honest. They lose Sidney Crosby in Game 5 in that series when they're up 2 nothing. Say what you want about the hit by Truba. It altered the series. Whether you think it was legal or not, it altered the series. They didn't have Ricard Raquel from Game 1 on. They didn't have Tristan Jari at all. 
They lost Casey to Smith in game one. Uh, there was a lot of curveballs thrown their way, and they still came within a goal uh, of advancing back uh, to the second round for the first time in a handful of years. So, uh, you know, I think that what, what I when I looked at this offseason, Rod, you mentioned Evgeny Malkin. When the Penguins signed Evgeny Malkin, when they signed Chris Letang, when they re-signed Brian Rust, when they re-signed Ricard Raquel, they basically said and gave validation to what I just said, that if all those injuries didn't happen against the Rangers last year, who knows what happens last spring and who knows how far this team goes. Now, I think the Penguins haven't necessarily paid it forward on that front so far. I, I think that they could be better to a man this season. And the guys that I mentioned, that's the ironic thing. They're not the issue. Sid's having an awesome year. Gino's a point-per-game player. Brian Russ has been very solid. Ricard Raquel's been one of the Penguins' most consistent forwards and leads the team in shots. It's those guys deeper in the lineup that have really fallen off, and that's what's hurt them because you know the deal. When these teams that are in the Stanley Cup final, when these teams that are contending to win the Stanley Cup are playing at their best, Sometimes it's the guys like McKinnon or McCarr or Landeskog or, you know, even going back to Tampa with Braden Point and Stamkos. When they don't have a night where they're on the score sheet, it's those depth guys that come through and have big nights. Like think about Darren Helm last year for the Avalanche and Andrew Cogliano. And before them, it was the Blake Coleman line uh, in Tampa that really ran rough shot in the postseason. Penguins don't have that right now. And that's why I think this whole thing with Tristan Jar is weak because Easy answer is they want to address that, but if they don't know if Tristan Jari is available or he's not available, they kind of have to address that. Um, so that's that's the, the the problem facing Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, and that is, uh, as you put it, why the anxiety medication continues to fly off the shelves here <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Well, it's fun to watch from out here. I can't imagine it's a lot of fun on the inside, but it's what a race. And I'll just lastly say this in the minute or so that we have left. Um, when did you realize it's hammer down time? Like you did they, the rest of the way, it's playoff hockey. Does it feel that way? Absolutely. And, and that's, let's be honest, that's a little unique for the Penguins. Not that they've not been trying to tune themselves up for the postseason, but they've been pretty solidly in the playoff picture uh, for the better part of the last decade going into the final 25, 20 games of the regular season. That won't be the case this year. Even if they do have a lot of success in this back-to-back -back against the Islanders and the Devils, they still have a lot to be decided as far as where they're going to finish and if they'll finish uh, in the playoff picture coming down the stretch run here. But I agree with you. I think really... Coming out of the All-Star break, that first game against the Avalanche was when it kind of set in for me that, okay, you got about 31 games to go, 32 games to go, and every single one of these is going to matter. Uh, and you need to find a way to get points in every one of them. And to their credit, it hasn't always been beautiful, but coming out of the All-Star break, they've won four or five. So they, they've started strong. Um, and now it's an opportunity here with these big Metro matchups and really none, none bigger than that Islander game tomorrow night who's right behind yeah. you in the standings and it's in their barn and they whooped you the last time you were there, 5-1 uh, right after Christmas. So I think that has a lot of intrigue, and I, I'm excited. I mean, I get excited for every game, but I'm really excited for tomorrow night because the Isles and Penguins have a bit of a history here recently, and it should be a fun one. Of course, and we'll be tuned in. Josh, thanks for the insight. You do a great job. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck here the rest of the way. Rod, means a lot. Thank you, and I uh, look forward to speaking with you again soon. soon. Thank you. Josh gets off the voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. When we return, a sports update in overtime and viewer takeover. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube, of course, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's Overtime, proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. And we do this viewer takeover thing I was telling you about. Ryan in Toronto writes in and says, fantastic show today, RP and crew. Hey, Clark, should we tell DuPont? The best shows are when he's not here. <laughs> Kidding. 
He's tuned in from PEI. I know that. We're live, of course, from Baller's Rec Room for one more day, and then we'll be broadcasting live from IKS World Headquarters next week here in the sweatpants capital. Hey, if we're going to call it viewer takeover, we got we to gotta be true to our word. Arlen Bruce is checked in from Vancouver, AB3. CFL great. He says, I'm sorry to let all non-Chiefs fans know we are a flippin' dynasty. Been dynasty destined since Arrowhead was built. Great show, RP. Black History Month has 12 days left. People chiming in and agreeing with them. Sorry, AB. Two championships don't spell a dynasty. I don't care the era. I don't care the league. I don't care the team. You win one more, it'll be a dynasty. Shoot, there's some that say you've got to win three in a row. I'm not that big of a hard ass. But it's got to be three, not two. Otherwise, no, it's just not two. I remember the Tampa Bay Lightning last year, Steven Stamkos in particular, the Lightning captain, saying when they were going after their third consecutive Stanley Cup that they wouldn't be taken seriously until it was a third championship. And if we have to agree to disagree, uh, that's fine. Where is the comment? It was a really good, here it is, John in Vancouver. He's watching on Channel 924 TELUS Cable on Game Plus. He says, a long time since I've been able to see the show live from pillar to post, always rejuvenating and mindful of your talents that makes it happen. Congrats on show number 940. He's always been so darn good to us. How about John that? Ohm, or sorry, John O'Flynn. I should get his name right, probably. From Ryan O'Radio, Noonan, Georgia. He says, as always, another great show, RP Show. Thank you, Ryan O'Radio from Rod O'Radio. Tune in every morning to the Radio Penitentiary. It's just as much fun as it sounds with Ryan O'Radio here on WQEE. <laughs> Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Unfortunately, I missed more than half of today's RP show, but what I saw, I loved. We missed you on Tuesday here, the opening day of free agency. Wayne, don't think I didn't notice you weren't around. We're paying attention. Had roll call. Sports update on this Thursday. A who's who of Canadian women's curling, including two skips chasing history, will open play Friday at the 2023 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts at the Sandman Center in Kamloops. Jennifer Jones and her new-look Manitoba team from Winnipeg and Altona won't play their first game until Saturday afternoon against 2022 silver medalist team Krista McCarville of Northern Ontario. While Carrie Anderson's three-time defending champion Team Canada crew from Gimli, Manitoba, will be in the opening draw Friday at 6 p.m against Quebec's team, Laurie Saint-Georges. All draws will be on TSN. Speaking of en français, the Montreal Alliance of the Canadian Elite Basketball League announced Wednesday that Derek Alston Sr. has been named the second head coach in franchise history, an assistant coach with the College Park Skyhawks, NBA G League affiliate of the Atlanta Hawks. Since 2022, Alston Sr. spent the previous seven seasons with the Westchester Knicks. This sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas and theaters now, A Man Called Otto. Based on the comical and moving number one New York Times bestseller, A Man Called Otto, stars Tom Hanks as grumpy widower Otto Anderson. Go check it out. Take my word for it at your local Landmark Cinemas. 902-518-33 is the number to reach us here. Well, I don't know what it is. Everybody's in a real great congratulatory mood. Ron Thompson writing in from Calgary. Awesome show, as usual. Thank you, Ron. And he's watching on Game Plus, Channel 924 on your Telus cable. Regarding Connor Bedard, Randy in Strasburg, home of Nick Schultz, former Minnesota Wild defenseman, he writes in and says, Connor Bedard, regarding the slower take-up in Regina, to be fair, most ticket prices in other cities not as expensive as they are in Regina, I believe. Oh, we're hearing the ticket prices argument. And by the way, I'm not scow scoffing 
at anybody. But I was there Saturday night, 6,499. Potentially the largest attendance in Regina Pat's history. Nobody was bitching about ticket prices. It wasn't until the World Juniors when Connor Bedard became Connor Bedard that the ticket prices didn't matter after that. Phil in Dauphin, Manitoba. Watching on Game Plus. Good day. My prized possession is a picture of me and Barry Trotz with the Stanley Cup meet and greet 2018. I myself was like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but an awesome day. Just talking to Barry and drinking out of the cup. You're saying, why are we talking about that? Well, we're way back at the start of the show, and incidentally, it has gone by fast, but, you know, I shouldn't even have brought it up. People looking down their nose at Patrick Mahomes, if you will, for chugging a beer and being completely mangled. Last minute of play in the RP show. Being completely mangled at their parade. Never once did I have a problem with that, and none of my circle has had a problem with that. Now we know a little bit about celebrating. There's young people watching this. Sends a bad message. No, what it's telling young people is work hard, work your ass off to win something, and then you can do whatever the hell you want. I've been saying that since Chris Strebler was, you know, carrying two six-packs, one under his fur coat and one in his hand, smoking a cigar, wearing a cowboy hat in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Grey Cup party. Parade. And by the way, do what you want. He's not hurting anybody. Mind your business. <laughs> From AB3. Arlen Bruce, you are actually correct, Rod. We need one more championship to be labeled a dynasty. I respect that, fam. See you tomorrow for a football Friday. AB, you better be here. We expect to see you. Noon Eastern, right here. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.